Hello, and welcome to the Mighty Mom Podcast. I am Kaylee McClellan. And I'm Katie Oster. We are two moms on a journey to remember and care for the women we are within. Join us each week as we dig deep, explore the tools and concepts that will reconnect us to our power within and help us grow and shift through the thick of mom life. excited to share this because we know that we are not the only moms that feel like this out there and I'm sure many of our listeners you're really going to appreciate this so without further ado listen on and let us know what you think today we have a really fun conversation to share with you we did an interview with Ahuva and she is a pediatric dietitian in Toronto, Ontario, and she, we just really loved her fresh perspective on feeding ourselves and our families healthy food. And a lot of it is changing the mind game around needing to do it all so dang perfectly, and also the responsibility of needing to do it all ourselves. So this conversation was very, um, fun and really helpful at a time where you know personally both of us have been experiencing the challenges of mealtime with our kids and what that tends to make the rest of the day look like so this is a really great time of year to share Ahuva has um some great tips to share with us and some mindset work with making mealtime easier on the whole family, ourselves included, and the kids, and just everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you for joining us, Mighty Mamas. We have on with us today, Ahuva Magder Herskup is a mother of almost three-year-old twins, a registered dietitian, and online course creator. She runs pediatric-based nutrition practice in Toronto, focused on working with families to reduce mealtime stress, support positive family meal times and support mothers in reducing the mental load of feeding their families. Mm-hmm. Ahuba believes in the immense power of a successful family meal, but that as busy moms, giving our family the nourishing meal they deserve can only take so much out of us. Mm-hmm. You can find Ahuba in her free Facebook community, The Busy Mom's Guide to Feeding Your Family, or on Instagram at AhuvaRD. Thank you so much, gorgeous, for being here with us. I can't wait to dive into this. Yeah, me too. I think your bio sums up exactly why we have you here. Um, (laughs) Because it's so true, right? Like, mom life is busy. There's no way around that. And we, I think, ultimately want to provide nutritious meals for our family. But sometimes it can be hard to do that. Definitely. Um, And I think that was one of the things that actually, you know, interested me in um, this area of practice to begin with. I was working in a very different space before having my kids slightly pediatric and then also in adult nutrition. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, after having my kids and, you know, with the friends and, and colleagues who were also sort of in that area of life, just hearing the immense pressure that, that moms feel so often to feed their kids, to do it properly, mm-hmm. the way that we hold feeding our family, so many of us as a part of our identities as people and as mothers, mm-hmm. um, you know, really um, opened my eyes to the importance of, of supporting parents in this way. Mm-hmm. So what would you say is the, the way you try to help support mothers um, 
to navigate kind of all of these stresses and pressures of mealtimes? So number one, I think is, you know, clinically definitely supporting them in if there is an actual issue or, you know, a way that we can modify the, the experience that meals are, are being, um, you know, offered at home. So that, you know, definitely in my clinical practice, but also just supporting moms in giving themselves a break. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I posted something on Instagram, you know, a couple of, of weeks ago, I think now that, you know, fed is best, never stops being good advice. I think that it's so interesting that while the conversation is, is definitely changing to, you know, do whatever you need to do to support you and your baby. Um, suddenly I'm hearing, you know, moms of two year olds, three year olds, literally coming into my office, like bawling, being like, is it okay if once in a while I give them, you know, craft dinner or like, grocery store lasagna instead of making my own or, you know, all these kind of things. And this, this immense pressure that we all feel to like, everything has to be homemade. Everything has to be made, you know, day of, or we have to spend the whole Sunday in the kitchen when maybe we'd like to sit down to, you know, meal prepping for our families because otherwise we're totally failing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that something like I, it's something that I work really hard for parents to, to do is just reduce the pressure that they feel in that way. Yeah. Like you don't have to do it all. It's okay to take, you know, shortcuts where you need to. And like kids love craft dinner. Like once in a while, that's okay. I'm like, I'm going to serve it because also I want it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm just really working with parents to reframe what, what healthy eating actually looks like or what serving your kids balanced meals actually looks like versus you know, what Instagram or social media or all of these places where, you know, you're seeing these beautiful curated images and you're looking at your kid's dinner plate and going, well, why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. Why can't I get it together to do that? What does it mean about me as a mother if I can't get it together to do that? Mm -hmm. All of those questions get very closely tied up for moms in feeding their kids and just supporting moms in like, take a step back. Like, did you feed your child today? Yes pat yourself on the back. Like that case closed, done deal. Mm-hmm. If we can make some changes, if over time I can support families and helping them to, you know, make some helpful changes in their day, that's amazing. But we have to start from a place of you're killing it as a mom. If you, you know, Amen. are putting food on the table. Amen. Amen. Whatever yeah. perspective. I love that you really, that angle of it is a mental game, like getting your head around it. It's not just this physical thing that you do. And also I should download how to be the healthy mom as soon as I become a mother and all of this, just because I totally relate to this challenge in that I also have a background in holistic nutrition and there was a huge mind game on feeling like I should know better. This should just be easy for me and fun. And it was an Anything but and I had so much so much of my narrative um, of feeling like a failure was around around food and yeah. not even being able to really even feed myself totally <laughs> and I say lot. it to parents a lot that it's sort of like you showing up um, to work every day and getting a negative performance review right mm-hmm. like imagine showing up to your job every single day and being told you're not cutting it like, that's not even yeah. encouraging that's just debilitating right and so so often that's happening when parents are serving their kids you know meal after meal and they're not eating it or there's um stress there or there's negotiations or there's that power struggle that comes up so often and for a lot of parents 
that's, you know, dinner time is the last time with their, their kids throughout the day. And every day that's the way that, that meal time and that their day is ending. Yeah. And that leaves moms with a really bad feeling every day. Doesn't it? Um, yeah. And I think that so many of us, like for any number of reasons, we're all going to have times where we maybe don't feel like mom of the year. It's just going to happen. It's the mm-hmm. nature of motherhood. Yeah. My, my ultimate goal in my practice is just to make sure that's not happening for moms, um, you know, day in and day out and definitely not because of the all time. I love it. So how did that start for you like your personal journey how did you kind of collect that from that um, personal struggle of having to do it with two as well um you know what I I always say that um the first time that I ever felt like a like a bad mom was about an hour after my kids were born like like I, I gave birth in the middle of the night and the nurses put like put my kids skin to skin with me and three hours later I was still sitting there and I was like guys can someone just take a turn. And I remember the thought process already happening of, um, you know, what kind of mother am I if I want someone to take a turn? Right. And that narrative already of like, what kind of mother does it make me? I kept on hearing that again and again and again, as you know, as a lot of my, um, friends were starting to, to, you know, introduce solids. And as I was starting to introduce solids and transition my children and all of that, it went incredibly well. Okay. It went like super well. My kids took to food right away. There was no issues right there when they were babies. And I remember people right away starting, well, what kind of mother are you if you're, if you're, you know, if your kids are eating solids instead of breastfeeding, why do they want to like, you know, under a year old. And there was like the reverse narrative of, and it started making me realize Mm. that too often, no matter what, no matter which way, right. If you're struggling to introduce solids or it's going really well and they're, they're cutting down breastfeeding sessions or bottle feeding sessions and all of that kind of stuff it didn't feel like there was any winning. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really dangerous game to be playing with, with mom's really mental health. It like crosses the board beyond feeding too. It's totally in everything, isn't it? Like, and I think completely. so much we try to fit into some box. Like I am blank kind of mother and we want right. to fit into that. And then we realize there's so much that comes into the picture. Like things are constantly changing and in flux and it's, you right. can't fit yourself just into one little box, right? No, totally. And I was, and that was really, I had always promised myself I was never going to go into pediatrics. I don't know why I was just not going to. And I was like, this is it. This is, I need to go here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we're helping um, friends and colleagues and then clients and just realizing again and again, how often I was hearing, um, you know, parents, mom's coming into my office, like almost whispering, like, you know, my kid does like food or they don't like food or what do I do now? Or what is it? Mm. Am I awful? If the number of times that I hear, mm. am I a bad mother? If, yeah. um, and the answer is like, if you're asking that question, the answer is no, right? Like it means you care about your kids. It means you're doing your best for your kids. So the answer is across the board, no, but too often, um, with so many things, as you're saying in, in motherhood, we're, we're left to ask that question. And I just, I really want to uh, support parents in recognizing that in feeding your kids, we're all doing the best that we can. And that's the best for your family. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. 100%. So where do you feel is like a great place to start um, with this conversation in terms of, you know, foods and meal times? And where do you typically start with families and moms? 
um, with introducing solids or with just you no, know, preventing no, I think just combating this pressure and, you know, you were talking about helping them understand what a balanced plate yeah. looks like. So what would you say are some tips and, and places Definitely. for moms to start in that way? So I think number one for moms, um, a lot of the time it's, it's thinking about really what we have control over. Right. Um, and that can be, you know, what you're able to serve. Um, you know, what you're able to do, what you're able to home cook versus buy from the store, all of that kind of stuff. Thinking about really where you are in the, in, in your space mm -hmm. and recognizing that that may or may not be forever, mm -hmm. right? Like we're always in flux. If it's a busy season in your life, there might be, you know, more grocery store lasagnas instead of homemade versions. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that it's more important to make any small, small, small change that you would like to make um, instead of trying to overhaul your day. So what do you really have control over? Mm -hmm. And number two is what do you really have control over within the mealtime experience? Mm -hmm. As parents, the only thing that we really have control over is what we're serving our kids. What, what a lot of parents end up focusing on is what their kids end up eating. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's something that as moms, even, you know, as someone educated in this field and as someone who does this professionally, I have zero control over what my kids actually put into their mouths at mealtime. All that I can control is what happens and what ends up on their plate, right? right? And a lot right. of the mealtime stress ends up because we would love to have more control over what our kids would eat because if all our kids would eat like a mound of broccoli, we'd all be super happy. Right. Um, but the fact is we don't have that control over what, what our kids are eating. So that's always, you know, a positive step one for, for moms is just to consider what do you have control over in your day or in your season of life or, you know, with what's going on with you. And also when we actually get to mealtime, what do you have control over and what do your kids really have control over? Wow. Mm. It's yeah. huge. I mean, I think we can, I catch myself a lot of the time with my oldest because he's going to be two in January yeah. and he is like a carb and cheese lover. Yeah. And even if I'm putting veggies and whatever on the plate, he goes for those carbs and I'm like, oh man, like, you know, the thoughts come into our heads. Like, do I need to restrict? Like, is he eating too much? Is he bulking up? Like, yeah just being too carb heavy. And I have to catch myself like, hold up. Right. Like, I can't control all of that stuff sometimes, you know, totally. it's crazy. The thoughts we get in our head yeah. um, in terms yeah. of all of that. Completely. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I have to catch myself sometimes also, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I remember a story um, that my husband always laughs about, like when we were sleep training our, our children and my son, he hadn't eaten a good dinner that night. Like he yeah. just, you know, he was, yeah, he just didn't, it just was what it was. And he, and he cried at some point in the evening and I turned to my husband and I goes, and I said, but what if he's hungry? And my husband literally laughed at me and he was like, well, what do you say if a, if like a client asked you this question? And I was like, but I don't care because it's my son. Like it's totally different. It's my child. <laughs> right. uh, so we all like when I, when I have my mom hat on, we all have these thoughts and they are definitely, you know, things that we all think about. Um, mm -hmm. one thing, especially for younger kids to remember is that exposure is everything. Right. Yeah. So if the broccoli was even on his plate, you just get to silently right. pat yourself on the back because he's seen a new food or he's seen broccoli or he's seen vegetables. But it is, it's so easy for moms um, to have these thoughts of, um, you know, oh my God, what do I do? But the fact of the matter is, it's almost thinking about it in the reverse. Like if he was only eating the broccoli on the plate, mm -hmm. we'd likely be concerned that that wasn't enough for him. 
right? Yeah. If he wasn't right. getting the nutrition that he needed or he wasn't going to have the energy to go run around the playground, right? Yeah. So yeah. it sort of is, we, yeah. we see very easily that it is, it's a, you can't win either way. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of it is, is within our own heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's your hack? Like. Yep. Sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Well, yeah. What is your hack to get out of your head and let go of that control or regain like that confidence in yourself mm-hmm. again? Yeah. Um, completely. I think that one of the, one of the, um, easy ones is there's something we call the division of responsibility when it comes to mealtime. Um, and I always say in the fields of nutrition, it's the only thing that's ever stayed consistent when it comes, um, you know, comes to nutrition, like one day fat's good for you. One day carbs are good for you, but this has stayed consistent since the eighties. We go off dairy. Do we stay on dairy? So this is just, it just outlines, um, what, what, um, our roles are as parents at mealtime. And that is to provide, you know, food to our children at regular intervals, decide how it's going to be served and where it's going to be served and all of that great stuff. Like, are we going to put the food on their tray? Do they get to serve themselves? All of that kind of stuff. And the only, the only thing that our kids have, um, have control over at mealtime is if they want to eat and if they want to eat, how, how much they want to eat. Those are the only things they can control. And the one thing I always encourage parents to just say um, when they're feeling like they need to jump in or when they're starting to doubt themselves um, is to number one, ask if your actions now would interrupt that division, right? So if if my child stops eating and I start spoon feeding them, they may have stopped because they were full and now I'm sort of taking over their responsibility. Um, Right. All of those kind of things just to in your head as you're having those like racing thoughts. And also to find clear strategic ways to flip it in the reverse. And sometimes um, that is, you know, just actually working with a professional to be able to, to actually show you the ways that what you're doing is positive, not necessarily, um, you know, negative. Like if you're not stepping in to, to help your child or to coerce them into taking three more bites, um, right. to some parents that the, the negative to them sounds like, I'm not giving my child enough. Yeah. Really what you're doing is I am allowing my child to respect their body. Mm-hmm. And that's a really positive, that's a really powerful flip. Yeah. Right. So same you situation. Know, you're just looking at it in a different Exactly. Way. Like you're not doing anything different. And, um, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of parents also, it's, if your child turns down dinner and you don't give them a snack afterwards, a lot of parents see that mm-hmm. as, um, I'm withholding food when really right. it's, if your child was hungry at 10 minutes after dinner time, they were hungry at dinner time, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So what you've told them now is don't respect your hunger. Don't eat when you're hungry. Wait till some, well, wait till a later time. So if you're not giving them a snack afterwards, you're actually teaching them you should have honored your hunger. Right. Right. Yeah, right? Like you were hungry. You should have eaten something because you should have honored that hunger. Right. And so yeah. for a lot of, for a lot of moms, it really is just finding and remembering, reminding themselves, because we all know that, that we're doing this in a positive way for our, for our kids. Right. None of us yeah. are ever, um, you know, thinking about these things in the negative until after the fact, when we start beating ourselves up in our head. 
Um, so really in, exactly. in the moment, just reminding ourselves of what the positive gain that we're trying to, to achieve for our children is. Yeah, and trust that in each moment, we are making the best decision exactly. for our family and for our kids. Exactly. It's like you said, when we the wheels start spinning and we start second guessing what we instinctively do sometimes because it's, yeah. it's quite crazy when you naturally like take off that um, that hesitation. We probably do a lot of these things naturally. Yeah. It's if we start yeah. second guessing them after them. Did I do that right? Did I do that enough? Uh oh, what is people on Instagram doing? Right, or- totally. And like then Sheila on down. Facebook is like, has an opinion on what you did. And you're like, well, now I'm second guessing what I did. 100%. Yeah. 100%. And then the language our children use is a really good way of making us feel like, because um, yeah, when they're trying to communicate their needs and they don't really know what we're trying to right. do from our perspective, it yeah. sounds a whole like, what are you doing this to me for? You're such a bad mommy. Of course they're going to say that. That's the language that they have. Right. But they have feelings and they're valid. Right. But my child cried when I didn't let him run into the road also. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right? And exactly. told me that I wasn't a good mummy because I wasn't letting him. Like yeah. to that, I'm like, okay, yeah. that sucks. Hearing those words does not feel good. But I do not second yeah. guess that. Like I stand by my decision a thousand percent. Yes. Because right? yes. exactly. I think often we do sometimes like, why aren't you eating your food right now? Why are you doing this to me? We reverse it right. too, yes. right? We we um, assume their behavior as like a personal attack on right. us. Right. So I like this division of responsibility because it kind of takes off a bit of pressure right. from us. Like, yeah, your food. you eat what you want. You don't want to eat it. Okay. Then like, right. I don't need to take on all of that burden of Completely. making sure you eat everything right. and all that. And I am going to respect that choice. Right. Yeah. I respect yes. you enough as a person yeah. to respect yeah. your choice not to eat. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. That, I like that. Right. Now in terms of this division of responsibility, let's talk mm-hmm. about hubbies. How do we bring them into the mix, right? Like, just, and I mean that from, like, the most positive way ever. Like, how can we, how can we involve them in this whole process? Because sometimes yeah. they're present at mealtime, sometimes they're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where is their role in all of it, too? Completely. I think it's different for every person, right? Like, my husband is generally not home for dinner time. I'm the one who serves, um, you know, meals to, to my kids. Um, but I think number one is just having even like that, you know, like backstage conversation, like, Hey, this is what we're trying because I think no matter what in, in anything we do in life, but consistency is always number one, Mm -hmm. right? Especially if we're trying to make a change for our kids, especially if you do have a history of stressful meal times, um, you know, it's obviously important if it's, you know, your first child and you're just introducing solids and you're just trying to set up your meal time. But it's even more important um, for consistency if um, you're trying to make changes. Yeah. So even just having that conversation of like, hey, I know you're not here four nights a week, but when you are, Mm -hmm. here's a new world order. Or, um, you know, like opening up the conversation of like, what do you think? Because maybe it's, you know, we need to make one change instead of going straight to that model of, of, you know, the division of responsibility so that we can get there and everyone feels comfortable on the way. Yeah. I think for a lot of families, um, you know, husbands are sometimes the ones who are serving dinner as well, right? Like yeah. in, the, in the 21st century, sometimes, you know, mom is, is still at work and dad is home to be serving meals. So I think it depends on every family, sure. but I think no matter what, um, it's just getting everyone on board. And that can be nannies who are watching your kids um, because it can be very 
stressful for kids to not know the world, the, like the, the rules, if, you know, parents are home versus Mm. nanny is watching them versus grandparents are watching them. So my general rule of thumb is anyone who has at least one meal a week with your children where they are in like in, in total control um, should be brought into the conversation. If you are going to be making any changes to your mealtime. Sure. Now in terms of meal prep, is there, is there some kind of tips and tricks in that aspect too? Cause I know, and I can speak personally, I take on, I I do most of the the meal prep and when dad, when like my hubby gets home, it's usually like time for dinner right away. And then I get frustrated because I've just made, I've cooked and I've been balancing the kids and I'm, I'm exhausted. And, and then I get resentful, right? Which isn't always fair. So where I, where there's help in, in that aspect of the meal prep and planning to involve the partners in a way that we don't, you know, flip the coin on them after we've done it all and then get mad at them for... As we love to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. I do it too. Um, yeah. So I, I actually just closed the doors um, to, to a group coaching program that is going to be starting in January. It's called Mind Over Mealtime. And yeah. it's all to support mamas in reducing the mental load of, um, you know, feeding our families. And I think that, again, you know, though I'm going to be running um, a free challenge in my free Facebook group in January about how to support families with, with meal prep as well. Cause I think that, you know, for in so many families, it's not, you know, everyone's like five o'clock sitting down for dinner. Like it may have been a couple, you know, years ago. Yeah. And for some families, yeah. again, it can look very different. It could be, you know, depending on what work schedules look like sometimes, um, and it works for, you know, this works in my family is, um, prepping dinner the night before for 20 minutes when the kids are sleeping, right? Because 20 minutes of, of time, real estate, when your kids are awake or with you versus when they're sleeping and you can do it alone, um, whether that's both partners together doing it, which streamlines the whole operation or, you know, whichever partner is, is the one who is doing the prep, um, for some families, it can be like, hey, I'm going to, if, if you're coming home for dinner, I'm going to prep these two sides and you're going to pick something up on your way, right? Like if the only way that a partner can be involved, even in meal prep, um, you, is by picking something up or even again, just having that conversation, like just being like, hey, these two nights a week, don't expect dinner. Yeah. We're having eggs and toast. Yeah. Right? Like just, I'm just not doing it this, these two nights a week. You can either pick yep. something up or we're having eggs and toast, but like I need a break on it. Yeah. And I think it's recognizing like, when you need a break and yeah. to, to say I it. that it's okay that you yes. need a break. Yeah. yeah. And oh, have God. that conversation, yes. right? Yeah. Because totally. that's the thing. Like my husband, I am absolutely the meal queen in this house. And yeah. my husband just, when he does cook, he can get really creative and interesting, like snail stir fry or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which has happened in this house. <laughs> But also, like, I would take on the role of just saying it's just easier if I just keep doing it. But there are nights where I need that break. I I need mentally to know this night of the week, I am not going to be responsible. Mm -hmm. There might be leftovers. There might not. It's your responsibility to take care of that. But also, that conversation needs to happen. And it doesn't have, like, I'm 
in a place now where I can see like, it doesn't need to be an argument because if no. I withhold and I don't have the conversation, resentment seeps in and mm-hmm. then I blame him for never doing it. Right. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, I've never said that to my husband and had him be like, no, I need dinner. Right? He's like, okay, cool. Mm. See you later. Like, <laughs> like that's it. Conversation over. Right? But so often yeah. in our heads, we're like, and he expects me to. Yeah. And then I say, like, tonight I'm, I'm off the hook. And he's like, all right, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> what are we ordering? Right. right. Um, but that, again, is so much of the, you know, that mental load that we carry that sometimes is put on us, but yeah. also that we sometimes in our own heads add to. Um, and, you know, that's yes. really what the Mind Over Mealtime Group Coaching Program is about also is partially how can I practically support mamas in streamlining that whole operation, but also how can we work to reframe that to realize that we don't always have to um, show in the show up in the way that we've sort of put pressure on ourselves to. And when we do reach out where it's usually um, a surprise, what we can get back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Katie and I were just talking too earlier about how it's okay that when others show up or step in for us, it might look differently than how we would do it, but different is okay. It's not bad, right? Like hubby, the way he does dinner might look way different than the way I do dinner. And that's okay. Like if I want a break and want someone to help, I have to be okay right. with them doing it differently. Otherwise I'm going to micromanage and control the whole situation. Right. And, and then nobody's going to help again. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Cool. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. It's just, there's it. so many facets to it. Yeah. Um, I love your perspective on just, yeah, giving us a little bit more ease and taking off that pressure and yeah. empowering moms, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's yeah. important like to remember also like where you're, where you're planning on going, right? Yeah. For some families mm-hmm. it is like, even if meal prepping to your family looks like in the season of life that you are looks yeah. like, you know, where am I going to, what restaurant I'm going to plan on Sunday, what restaurant I'm going to call for takeout every single day. Yeah. Right? That can be a really positive first step too. If it is a goal for you, eventually getting mm-hmm. to a place where, you know, you're cooking dinner every single night because yeah. now you're like in a groove of being organized about it. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah. If that's the first step, right? For like sure. that's amazing if that's a first step. Um, and, and, you know, so many moms just beat themselves up about having to take that first step instead of that hundredth step. Mm-hmm. And right. let's just honor sort of where we are in the season of life yeah. that we are. Yeah. Cause I think what's stressful most, at least probably for me in mealtime is the unknown, the uncertainty of yes. holy crap, it's dinner time. I have nothing figured yes. out. And yes. then I panic yes. and I stress. So exactly. it's like just having a, that taking a step back and just having one step planned. And like you said, whether it's who I'm going to call for takeout or what meal I'm going to make, having a bit of that organized just takes out that panic in a moment of holy frig, they're hungry and I've right. got, I don't know what to do. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Awesome. Definitely still do that myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's always a learning process, right? Totally. Yeah. 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 Totally. totally. Awesome. So I did just get an update that um, we are running out of time just because I don't 
think it, uh, I have the upgraded version of Zoom. Um, so yeah, just before we might get kicked off here, um, do you have any, yeah, closing thoughts, Ahuva, on A, like where moms can connect with you sure. if they want to kind of further to explore um, this kind of mind over meal time or yeah. kind of tidbit to leave us with? So if moms did want to connect, the best place always um, is in my free community on Facebook. It's the Busy Moms Guide to Feeding Your Family. And we're going to be running your super fun five-day challenge in January um, of how to set yourself up for meal prep success. So cool. if you want in on that, that group is always the best one to connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, my my number one um, just sort of, you know, closing, if you, if you gain something from this podcast, it's just give yourself a break, right? Yeah. Like we hold ourselves to a really high standard as moms in a good way. Um, yeah. because you know, that that's great for our kids, but also to remember that, that we're important too, um, is a really yes. important thing for, for us is that sometimes it's okay if we sacrifice, you know, the kale salad for our kids, um, and give them, you know, the, store-bought mac and cheese instead for our mental health and for our well-being and for us to have a break. And that is um, really part of raising healthy children, right? So um, really to back yourself in as well is, is probably the best thing that I can leave moms with. Yeah, it honestly makes me tear up right now because I think that's that's the ultimate. That's exactly why Katie are, and I are on this journey, right? Is to just help empower moms that they do matter and it's okay to yeah. walk away. It's okay to help your child learn how to sleep if it gives you some sanity back. Absolutely. It's okay yeah. to to ask your in-laws to come so you could go for a night out. Like it's okay to ask for help and take time aside for you because we matter, right? Our needs matter too. And completely. Yeah. And I think coming, you know, personally with Katie and I, we are hard on ourselves a lot of the time, right? And that's- I talk a really big game for someone who's really hard on myself. Yeah. But that's where this journey comes from and why we want to support others, right? Because we know what it's like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we're not alone in that sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's so natural and normal, but it doesn't mean that we all have to continue with it, right? Yes. Exactly. Thank you. It doesn't, we don't have to accept it as the only way. Exactly. I would love to know, I'd I'd like to make this like a thing that we do with our interviews. Do Mm -hmm. you have a mantra, like a statement that brings you back when you like notice that things are starting to spiral? Um, when things are starting to spiral, um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I just, I, it's not, it's not something, you know, it's not a a sentence that I tell myself all the time, but I just remind myself that, you know, I showed up. Yeah. Right. Um, it might not have been been as my best self. Like it might not have been the best version of my kids that I got, that they got today. It might not have been the best Mm -hmm. meal that I've ever cooked and not, may not have been the best, you know, like there may have been so many things that I think that I could have done better. Um, that day. Right. And that's okay because it's important to learn. But like bottom line, I showed up. Yeah. Um, I and I think that. that's what motherhood is. And that is like showing up as, you know, whatever version of yourself that day and, and hoping to improve and, you know, learning to improve and hoping, you know, to show up as, as your better self in the future and your best self all the time. But at the end of the day, we show up, right? Yes. Yes. And ultimately, that's what our kids need the most. Yes. 
Right. And I totally agree. We always, it's always great to keep wanting to move forward and to learn and to grow and evolve because, you know, it helps us lessen that negative self-talk pressures on ourselves when we are working towards a, you know, a positive direction, but having grace in, and in those moments for ourselves and compassion is ultimately where it starts. And that's what our kids need. They just need a foundation to come home to knowing that their parent is there. You know, that's, that's, I think what builds the secure and stable and confident children the most. Exactly. You know, I agree more. Yeah. Oh, love it. Wow. What an amazing conversation. I can't wait to join your group for January. How yeah, awesome. same. <laughs> <laughs> Sharing all the strategies. Amazing. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I definitely now with two under two, like for sure. And I think it comes from a place of, I want to also have sanity and yes. space and for that's myself. Great. Right. And, um, so that's how can I make mealtimes less hectic and a little more ease for me so that I can free up some space for me and also provide meals for the fam, you know, mm -hmm. any, um, any further questions or thoughts, Katie, before we wrap it up? I think this was awesome. Thank you so much for, Oh, will you have your mind over mealtime running again at another date in the yeah, year. Right. Yes, I'm actually opening it up again at the end of January. We have the first wow. group who's going to be doing it um, starting the second week of January. Um, and we had talked about doing a little um, awesome promotion for anyone who says that they, that oh, they came cool. from your That's right. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. And maybe we can even put that out if, if, if you're willing just to our community online as well. Yeah, totally. Sure. Awesome. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you all of you for joining us and for listening, and thank you, Hoover, for those nuggets of wisdom. I already feel like 100% lighter about the challenges of trying to feed my spirited little girl, and really even just feeding our busy family. This has been super, super helpful, and also to share her thanks, Hoover is offering 15% off for all of our listeners and Mighty Mom tribe members in her new her upcoming course in the new year mind over mealtime her january session is full but she is going to be running it again in february so this will be a wonderful way to start the new year fresh with um, a much more lighter perspective and some help on making mealtime for the whole family fun and easier again we'll be sharing the code in the description here um in the podcast description and you can also send us a comment or reply to ourselves or a on instagram and we'll hook you up sending you much love and light and wishing you all a very happy holiday stay mighty mamas